Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. Proudly hosted by me, Chris Little. Without further ado, let's get started. Okay, welcome everybody to episode 12 of the Lifestyle Chase. We're changing the game today. This is the first time I've recorded a podcast on a Friday evening. So I'm here tonight with Christina Botello. I said your last name right, right? You did. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thank Good goodness. job. <laughs> Known to a few people as the, hey, it's me, KB, <laughs> lady from Instagram. I want to say I'm honored that you're taking time for me to be on my podcast. I know how busy you are. I also want to acknowledge how much I appreciated your support and sponsorship of my gold crushing event this past July. That was awesome. So you were nominated to be on my podcast by my friend Kelsey, who went above and beyond for me when she hosted episode 11. So I'm trying to schedule as many of her nominations as possible. She had some top-notch suggestions. When it comes down to it, though, you were always one of the Edmontonians that I felt fit the brand for the lifestyle chase. So I'm really glad it worked out and that we are here today. How was your day today? (laughs) My day was amazing today. It That's was a good. good day. Yeah. That's good. What does a Busy typical day usual? in your life look like? A typical day. All right. You ready for it? I'm ready. I'm up at 4.30 a.m. I grab coffee. I sit at the kitchen, the island here. I journal. I set my intention for the day. I read anything. Grab a book and read a chapter. I commit to reading a chapter of any book a day. Maybe listen to a podcast. Just a lot of self-improvement work mm-hmm. in the morning. Sort of set the intention for the day. Then I leave here around 5.30. I head to the gym. I'm there for about an hour and a bit. And then I head home. Get the kids ready for school. One of them. One of three. The, the other two are a bit older. They don't need my, my hand-holding as much. Uh, and then I, I spend a few hours doing sort of the, the back end of things with the store, with the business, both stores now. So it's a few hours of paperwork, and then I head to the store, and I try really hard to be productive. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely hard. Every every morning I say I'm going to be super productive today, and I'm going to manage my time effectively. And I, I, yeah, as I reflect in the evening, I I don't do a very good job at managing it sometimes. But I go, I I work, I'm very hands-on in the store when I am there, so I do what everybody else does terms of working, sweeping, mopping, dishes, food making, shoot a few Instagram <laughs> videos, just do it, though. just a few, do it, for the, <laughs> do it for the people. And, uh, yeah. And then I, I'm giving you a very detailed day, but yeah, I come home around, try to be home for around supper just after. And it's almost always embarrassing as it sounds. It's almost always cereal night here. So cereal, <laughs> cereal night or pancake night and um, feed the kids, try to settle down, do a little bit more work or maybe hit up another, like hit up a cardio class or a, like a spin class and, and then unwind around 9, 30, 10. So it's a long day. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. I just threw a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds productive and I like the idea of like setting the intentions for the day. There's been a yeah. lot of guests that kind of do the same thing and it seems to work. Yeah. So it's a habit that people should pick up. I think so. So I want you to just describe your skydiving experience because I did a quick <laughs> Google search and I found the video. It was oh, you did? freaking awesome. Oh, is that, <laughs> with the swear words and all? 
I, I didn't have the audio I've, on, so you're oh, safe. Oh, all right. Awesome. Um, uh, so I want you to describe the experience in a few short statements. From before you got into the plane, to the ascent into the air, all the way to the landing, what emotions were going through your head? Oh, boy. Uh, okay, well, it's, it's nerve-wracking. So from really excited, from, you know, from the idea of wanting to do it, to feeling really excited and motivated to feeling like, no, why would I do this? I have children. Um, (laughs) Do they, do they really need me? Um, To being excited about it, to you only live once if (laughs) if you don't die. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just a lot of, it was a lot of ups and downs and then leading up to the day. um, Yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of ups and downs, driving out there, being excited to like, okay, you know, five minutes or 10 minutes later, like, no, I should just turn around, not do it. Um, there was a lot of nervousness walking over to the plane, getting into the plane, um, getting up to the sky. I think we were at 12,000 feet. Um, super nervous when the door opened, panic mode. But when I, when you jump, it is, it is the most amazing experience. Have you jumped? Have you I've ever? done bungee jumping. Oh, yeah, I mean, I. That seems scary, no. and, and do you want to skydive? I one at one point I probably a, will, but uh, I'm gonna have so what, much hesitation. Really? Through. What's yeah. the fear? Uh, dying. Is it fair yeah. enough? <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I did Google if there were any deaths, but yeah, <laughs> um, naturally. But no, I I just felt compelled to do it for whatever reason. It was an amazing experience. That's I good. recommend everybody do it. When you're in, you have about. I think it was like a minute and a half in the sky where you're, there's just like, you're just free falling and there's no noise and it's just peacefulness. It's, it was a great experience. So what statement got more pushback from family and friends? I am going to jump out of a plane or I'm going to open a local organic casual (laughs) plant-based cafe in the capital of the city of Alberta. Um, oh geez. Surprisingly, (laughs) the opening the plant-based cafe so i kind of feel like nobody cared if i died kids are like no go do it that'll be it'll be awesome uh definitely more pushback in opening the concept and wanting to do the concept and not and actually a lot of pushback from my closest friends and family and i i want to say it's i don't feel like it was because they didn't believe in me um, but I, I think they just felt like the odds were stacked against me being in, being in Edmonton, being in Alberta. Um, you know, the, the market at the time was, and still is pretty niche. So who's eating this kind of food? Um, definitely a lot of pushback for sure. Totally. On that, yeah, on that side. There's like so many factors where you can just talk yourself out of it kind of thing. Just the same as skydiving. Like on any given day, I, I'm pretty confident that I could talk myself out of skydiving. Yeah. Because there's risk. In, it, in everything, yeah. So yeah. having done it, having accomplished this niche market in an area where people don't take kindly to things like vegan food, stuff like that. Like it's an oil industry yeah. province. Like. Do you, do you feel as fulfilled as you did after doing the skydiving? Like, would you say it's a, a adrenaline rush? A similar experience um, in, in being, in doing it. And, How would you and compare the two experiences? Both very rewarding and fulfilling for sure. Good, yeah. good. It's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. Um, you have a pretty rock solid mindset, I'd say, especially with like your morning meditation. 
Um, of all the cities where you could have kicked off KBNCO, you buckled down, committed, and set up shop in what might be one of the most challenging major markets. How do you stay motivated and move forward despite everything that pushes back? What are your strategies? Positivity, Positivity. is the biggest thing. Um, Positivity and passion were my biggest things, you know, prior to it being where it is today and then where it is today. And I know that's what's going to continue um, making it successful is just being, being positive and remembering my why and my reason for doing it. So I'm, I, and that's part of what I do in the morning is just, I'm, I'm grateful for where it's at today. Um, I remain positive. I mean, every day there, there are things or, you know, that can knock you down and make you feel defeated and, and bummed out, but just, you know, being grateful that Edmonton supports it. Um, you know, and, and, and as much as Edmonton has given me, I want to give back 10 times. So, so thank you for supporting me and I'm going to continue to show you that I'm, this is my passion and that we take pride in what we do and how things are served and the, the menu items that we offer. It's, totally. it's definitely positivity. Yeah. And like if you, if you have a bad day, what are the tools in your toolbox to embrace positivity? Like what are your ways to really just push that out? You know, I'm a big fan of podcasts and, and like the Tony Robbins and um, Joe Rogan, like pick me up, like you've got this kind of stuff. So yeah. if I ever feel defeated and I have, you know, a lot, I usually take a time out, five, 10 minutes, sort of a reset. Yeah. Sit by myself for a bit, reflect. And you, you have to... You, there's a lot of for me there's a lot sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy <laughs> there's a lot of like you've got this you're good you've got this to like freaking out and then you, you just have to like this is good and things could be worse and throw perspective in there and just and you're all you've got yeah that's how I feel and I and I, I'm you know if you've ever asked me like my biggest motivator is it's myself I I'm the only one that can get myself out of the trenches yeah so just a lot just like a time out a reset self-motivate yourself and I think that's so important for people to hear because Mm -hmm. people see like owners of companies they see presidents they see top trainers they see all these people that are like top of the pyramid kind of thing and they Mm -hmm. think oh that person's untouchable they never have a weak moment they just assume so when they can listen to a podcast and think oh wow like they're going through the same shit that everybody else goes through. Absolutely. And, you know, on that, I, um, you know, recently, and we might get into that just with the, the new store opening and some of the challenges that that faced, but there were a lot, there was a, I'm going to say there was a couple of weeks, for sure a full week where I felt defeated and bummed out. And um, I won't maybe go as far as feeling depressed, but moments throughout the day where you feel like, what the F am I doing? And, you know, so much uncomfortable change where you you're you're freaking out and there there were there were days where I would pull up to the store like driving from here to the store just like 10 minutes just sobbing because I'm because I I have emotions too to you know pull up at the store okay I've got this I'm good like all is good and you walk into the store and you can't walk in there as as a leader and break down I, I I always am really good at communicating how I feel um 
on sort of a everything I'm a very transparent person so the staff will know that yeah I'm feeling I'm feeling the 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 pressure as much as they are mm-hmm. with all of these changes and all of this discomfort that's going on there were a lot of conversations about that but I have to go in there and motivate now my team and be strong for my team so optics it, it looks as though I'm all is good staff might think I'm like she's happy she's good the public might think all is good everything's good but there are moments of weakness and there are moments of despair or breakdown yeah it's it's normal it's It's important to do that because it empowers like your team to be able to like be there to to support whatever emotion Mm -hmm. you're feeling and to just support you in general like if they if somebody's always putting on like this false exterior Mm -hmm. uh showing like this perfect life and everything is hunky-dory yeah nobody can really support them nobody can empathize with them it's hard to relate to yeah if if yeah so no, just I being agree. human, being yourself will get you way, way further. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to hear yeah. that that's what you believe as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at some of the food reviews and it really sucked <laughs> to see how blunt people can be sometimes. Like there was tons of five star, but uh, there, there are a lot of factors that are out of your control and it's a tough world and people can be harsh. When it when it comes to business reviews and how do, how do you handle it when someone takes a stab at your passion project? <laughs> I mean, honestly, can I tell? So I remember their name and I track them down. <laughs> I knock on their door. No, I um, I'm not gonna lie. I it took a it took a while not to take it personally. I still take it personally, but it's it doesn't linger for as long. So when I read it and I go on there every couple of days and I read it and. In the past, in the beginning, it would, it would, it would, oh, I would sit on it for three or four days. It was ridiculous. And I mean, just like outbursts throughout the day, like that, really? Like, yeah. kidding? And then six hours later, are you, are you kidding? So, um, took it personal because it's my name and it's yeah. my brand. So I've been involved in, in previous and, you know, restaurant endeavors where I've bought into franchises, not my concept, not my brand. If somebody had a problem, they just call my 800 and deal with you know they deal with it it's it's kind of not my problem mm-hmm. um in this case it is it falls on me i so I, I i took it personal i still take it personal i just don't hold on to it as long for now it's it's probably about a day and i i look at it as constructive feedback you have to um and it's a it's an opportunity for us to correct you know to some degree, obviously, if we if, if there was something that was done wrong or it was negative, it's just an opportunity for me to um, retrain my staff. So, so thank you, I guess, because if we didn't know, we wouldn't be able to better ourselves. Totally. So, thank you. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's all perspective. I guess. I have to say, are you? Uh, do you know Vance Bosch from Central at all? I do. Yeah. Okay, you should see the the central reviews because that guy has his armor on. He has got his best foot forward every time. Like, oh, wow. Look at the reviews, and he does his very very best to correct them all. He'll do like chef's table. He'll do everything that he oh, can. Oh, good for him. To, to right every wrong. And yeah. uh, he actually had a status on his Facebook that just went viral on like customer reviews and like how. You can give a positive review and that's great, but if you have something negative, like maybe just put it, take it up directly with the people sure. who can inflict change. Yeah. And don't 
attack like a local business that lives off of those those reviews, reviews kind of thing. yeah i would agree with what that. was really heartwarming to see was despite some some reviews that like i saw i was like oh, i don't know what was the logic on that one. like <laughs> yeah. i was looking at the kb and co stuff i was like okay all right and, and i i think for those types of reviews i think you have to you have to believe that there are other people that will feel that same way yeah normal minded people but what, what is normal I don't know but when I read it I think well it was a it was a cookie it was a freaking cookie and um anyways hopefully other people see it that way as well but well the best thing that I saw was how many people like suited up and went to bat for you they were yeah, like actually yeah. this place is great yeah and yeah. just tons of good reviews and yeah. obviously like you've I think you won for Yeg Fitness last year mm. um I'm sure you've had plenty of other accolades i saw tons of articles featuring kb and Co. yeah so you got plenty of feathers in your hat so i guess you can't really be be held Two. back by some raw cookies right <laughs> <laughs> oh so we're talking about the same review so clearly i haven't let it go because it's a year and a half later and <laughs> we're still talking about that damn cookie but we did we yeah did. it was the first time ever i didn't rectify it it was the first time in any of my in in 20 years of restaurant business you know what it's how we bake them it's how we make them and uh it bit me in the ass and i thought in the long run i mean it was my cost it's nothing right to yeah anyway. oh, well. let it go christina <laughs> yeah lesson learned everybody learns lessons yeah. this is so true. we dove right into kb and co but tell our listeners what your life was like in the years leading up to kb and co what life and work experience would you say attributes the most to your success today oh boy well as i mentioned i've as I age myself, I feel like I'm aging myself by saying I have close to 20 years of restaurant experience, but that definitely helps. It's 20 years of quick serve experience. So I've, um, and multi-unit, uh, you know, managing experience. So I feel like that, but you know, it's funny because I remember going through all of these, you know, endeavors or in and out of restaurant and at the time wondering, why am I, what is this, what is, why am I doing this and what is this prepping me for? And here we are today, and now all of it makes sense, which is how it usually works, right? Mm -hmm. In hindsight, but I think just in you know work experience, having been in the restaurant industry for so long, um, you know, and and managing multiple businesses, and and then I think you know personally, I've I've done a lot of you know um, self work. Um, I have a, a certificate to teach meditation, and I have my level two in Reiki, so I've done a lot of the sort of like healing, meditation, self-improvement work, which I think plays, is, is transferable over into managing people and, and you know, customer service, that kind of thing. So um, I think all of it just leads to where I am today. Totally. That yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and I think, especially with like your morning mindfulness, like not everybody has that medication meditation skill set yeah like sometimes i think about that i'm like maybe if i got better at that i'd be a little more focused <laughs> and just have an edge on, on confidence when going and taking risks and yeah like trying new things because yeah that's that's what i found life to be all about sometimes you have to reinvent the wheel and then you have to reinvent the wheel again yeah just to keep rolling forward for sure thing. yeah no so true when it comes to business what is the toughest business decision you have ever had to make Hmm. 
One is the toughest. I'm gonna go with, and it's it's bittersweet. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm really happy that we opened our second location in Windermere, the Currents of Windermere, and I have amazing operators for that store, amazing human beings. Like they are golden. Um, but expanding was the toughest business decision that I've had to make for a few reasons. Like I naturally I'm a bit of a con- I'm a bit of a control freak, so. Um, expanding and knowing that I'm not going to be there to, to make sure that every guest is greeted and their food looks great and we've said goodbye and we've asked them how their food was and the store looks good and the, the windows are windexed and the floors are clean. Like that was a, it's, I, had, I mean, I had to really learn to let go. It was, a, it was really tough. It's what I wanted. It's what I saw going into it. I always envisioned bigger picture but I, I wasn't going to be heartbreaking or heartbroken. Sorry, if the opportunity didn't happen, um, but I think that was, it, like I said, it was bittersweet. I'm glad we did it, um, no regrets. But it was, it was tough, for sure. Just no to let go. Well, it's like it's your baby. Yeah. And you have to <laughs> let it kind of fly. And <laughs> I was there for a few weeks. I'm like, Do you, you sure you want me to leave? I can, <laughs> I can stay. I can help you. And he's like, No, we've got it. We're good. I'm like. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> just and I go there now, and I check all the food, and they're doing again. There, there's no issues. I haven't been there and like, oh, this is wrong or this. Everything's being run perfectly, but um, it's it was yeah. It's really hard to let go when you feel like you got it to a certain state. You know, you just you, but that you just wanna... speaks to your passion for the business, which will probably be a fuel for going forward kind of thing yeah like if you really believe in something it's going to be successful yeah doesn't matter if we're selling like toenail clippers <laughs> on white app like if i believe in toenail clippers i'm gonna be the best super enthusiastic and passionate <laughs> about it i mean yeah it's gonna make it happen i would buy a pair <laughs> let me see your sales pitch yeah totally <laughs> um, so life throws obstacles at us that can alter outcomes or take away from our focus and drive. I think we all tend to visualize the yellow brick road that we just follow, thinking to ourselves that if, if we go to bed early and eat our broccoli, everything will go well. Then boom, we get caught off guard and a dragon jumps out of the bush, burns the living crap out of our yellow brick road. <laughs> it makes us figure out our shit really fast. What was your dragon and how did you continue to pave your path going forward? Okay. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go back to so so I I don't know if I've had oh, I guess we could, you know, maybe even t- there's been a lot of personal experiences, but business-wise and I guess sort of personal too would would have been the transition of me leaving 104 and heading over to Windermere. So leading up to opening Windermere, everybody's excited, my team is excited, I've got some of the Windermere team in the store, rah, 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 we're just happy as hell, we've got enough staff and some we don't need anymore, I've got not only enough staff, but experienced, great, amazing staff, life is good, like I have, life is great, and so we're leading up to the opening, um, I leave the store and I'm, I'm there, prior to opening for about two weeks and then into opening for two weeks. So I'm at the store for a month. Just before we opened, I should say about maybe two, three weeks before we opened, I hired a manager. Um, <coughs> very last minute. And I explained, you're, you're just going to, you're going to come in here. She had experience. You're going to come in here and you're going to manage the store. 
um, you're kind of essentially going to be thrown to the wolves in terms of like figuring stuff out. So now we have a new manager who's an external hire. Um, now this, the, the family's being broken apart and I'm, despite what they say on Instagram, I am the comedian and I am, the, I, am I am the glue of this family. Mark, you've heard it here. Um, so, so me, so I am out of the store, new manager, staff aren't as happy. It's not as fun. The culture's changed. I've done everything I, I can outside of the hours I'm working at Windermere to talk to my and communicate with my manager and just make sure that there, there's, you know, she's an amazing manager. She's, she's got a different style than myself. She's, she's a little more organized and structured. I'm organized in my own way and I'm, I'm more healy feely about things like you want to do off no big deal whereas she's got forms for your days off and that's great we need that but I'm just a little less rigid about that kind of stuff so <clears throat> to shorten to sum it up um two weeks in or a weekend I'm at Windermere one person quits then another person quits and these are experienced and long-term staff so one leaves because Sally's leaving and well I don't really like it here either and Sally <laughs> I'm really close to Sally and I want to like leave because Sally's leaving and then and and so then you have like four people and experienced strong people including Marie including Marie who loves me loves the store but I'm not there anymore and will I be back if the goal is to grow this will I now be out of the store what happens to her like it was I felt like it was within one day and all I think in there, there was one day where it was just one day one day was great everything was I had everything under control and then the next day I lost three very key strong people um, and the rest were struggling with my manager and I was getting, you know, Instagram messages that this smoothie was wrong and I come here all the time and it's like, it was like hell for me. It was like, what the F is going on? So, um, I chose to take the high road and be super, super positive. So as much as I was pissed about everything that was you know, going on, I driving to work, chose to like go in there and just be positive. Like, Hey, I'm back. Everything's fine. Um, we're going to get new staff. Things are going to be good again. We just have to be positive. We have to be optimistic. This people will apply. People will come. We're going to put that out there. And, and it, and slowly but surely it started to happen. So I feel like that was like, I guess, Dragon Lady, that was like a series of things that just like my robe was like, it was burned up to shit. There was yeah, a lot totally. of like, with, and I, I said to the team when I came back, I said, guys, yeah, we, we experienced some turbulence, but you guys aren't the only ones experiencing that. And, and I mean, I may have been a little bit aggressive with my, you know, things like get your, you know, get your shit together, right? Like, um, stop crying about me not being here one day or this day. Like I, I'm experiencing it 10 times. So we're all in this together. Let's rather than jump ship, let's like pull together and make it great again. I like came in there and gave, we had a staff meeting. I just gave them this big rah-rah speech and they were all like, yeah, let's do it. It's like, it was like, all right, let's go. Marching, marching down the street. Like we've got this. It's, it was actually a really cool experience because you, you, you have to, and as much as, like I said, as much as leading up to that, I'm feeling that way, but I know that, um, I'm not going to go in there and just like, what do we do guys? Oh shit. All, you know, hell's broke loose. Like this is horrible. You have, you have to move forward mm -hmm. and 
so that was it was hell for me <laughs> but like you prevailed because had that gone in a different direction like the people make up the business yeah and it sounds like you made it work yeah like I things am pretty smooth sailing now like both, yeah. both places are yeah. operating yeah we're, we're we're actually we're we're back to where we were and it's good and and I think if you know we've got other locations on the horizon so if I am removed from the store we we kind of have a strategy and the staff know what to expect mm-hmm. so it's I guess it was again it's a learning experience right that we all had to go through but there was a lot of a lot of whining. <laughs> I'm like, I can't win. And I'm at work and I'm listening to a bunch of whiny people and I come home and I got kids and they whine and it just like <laughs> they're amazing people though. That's why you gotta yeah. have those podcasts, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's right. Tune them out. <laughs> so I've seen you do a really good job balancing work and family. I think that's important and it is a big part of this podcast. You just opened up your second location as we are talking about in Windermere. And from what I know, there's obviously going to be more locations in the future. How do you do all this successfully yet still make time for your family and for yourself? I think the getting up really early is a sacrifice for sure that you have to make. Most people might do it in the evenings or mm-hmm. just before bed. That's not going to, as soon as I hit the bed, it, it could be, if I went to bed at eight, I would be out. In a second, yeah, so I'm not yeah. gonna sit there and, and read and try to have a bit of downtime. But I think that's that was that's a sacrifice that I have to make, and I'm used to it. I've been doing it for 15 years, so it's it's habitual for me. I just roll it a bit like yeah. 4:30. It's all good. Um, I think that you have to. I think the expectation of trying to balance it all every day or week to week is unrealistic, and that's what I learned. So I don't. I do the best I can in the hours of my day, as opposed to the the days of my week. So I've done the. Um, I'm gonna have date night with my youngest and date night with my oldest. If you'll if you'll hang out with me, um, and and try trying to plan out what that balance looks like. I'm gonna do a spin class on Friday and then do a. It, it for me it doesn't work. It's if I need to just like I get up. This is my intention for the day. I am gonna make time to sit with my daughter for an hour and without my phone and just ask her how her day is I'm gonna make time for my oldest and I mean he'll chintz me for a free meal any day so I have to go take him for dinner and it's a half an hour quick I'll do it so so just I work on a like an hour to hour then I I feel like that works best yeah for me it's kind of like blocking creating that time so that it's there kind of thing yeah yeah I mean I knowing that so if I come home I'm home at 4 30 and I think okay there's dinner and I wouldn't mind I'm feeling a little groggy or I could use like a pick-me-up I wouldn't mind hitting spin I'll see what my son's doing for dinner maybe spins after like just again it's some for me it's sometimes it's hour to hour yeah and just and just acknowledging them daily yeah as opposed to like you're good until Wednesday because we have like date night on Wednesday just trying to make that just do it daily was there ever a time where like work life just took over like have you ever been absorbed by your work (laughs) yeah oh yeah so so with this the opening of the store of 104 I worked open to close for the first four months straight I didn't want to leave the store I wanted to be there well before so and I still wanted my gym time so I was at the gym for five 
So I had to get up a bit earlier to pack my stuff and then I had to leave the gym for 6.30 and head to the store to open it for 7.38 and, and then be there until close. But you don't just close and leave. There's, especially in the beginning, there's a lot of things to figure out. So you're there until nine or 10. I was there 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. for the first four months. I didn't hate it at all. I loved it because I loved it. I was so blessed that I could just be, my work was doing what I love. So mm-hmm. for me, I, and I'm being um, <clears throat> nourished with good food. So I, I never felt like I was burning out. I was still working out. I was still in the store. I'd never, I remember at the four month mark, my, one of my employees said, hey, you should take a day off. I'm like, I'm good. Like, what do I need a day off? She's like, it's been four months. I'm like, it sounds bad, but it's not that bad. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm eating healthy. I'm working out. I'm so, but so during that time, my, my youngest who was, you know, nine at the time, I didn't see him all day. Like, I didn't see him when he got up and I didn't see him at night. You, so those are, those are sacrifices that I had to make. You hope they turn out. You hope that it'll work out. I mean, you don't really know, but, but, but definitely the, the business has, um, yeah, I've sacrificed a lot of family time. Yeah. Um, I think too, on the flip side, I think that in some ways they, you, you, sh- you show them, you know, what working hard for something that you really love or want looks like. Yeah. And you, you're kind of teaching them like that or teaching them that in a way. I a few times would bring the kids and I mandated my daughter to be at the store after school at four just to, just to hang out. They hated it. My youngest was like, oh, we have to hang out at the store. And they fell asleep on the bench a few times. And I'd rather that than them being at home on technology. And even if I, I wasn't sitting there and reading with him or hanging out with him, he was around. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they, none of them really liked to do a lot of work for me. So they just, they just sat around and ate. But at least they were around and not pawned off on a babysitter or just hanging out. So I, I did that a lot. Um, yeah. And then, like, then I can attest to the fact that is impactful. Like my parents, for most of my childhood, they were teachers. They've done a lot of other jobs, okay. but I spent a lot of time like in their classroom, watching them do photocopying, seeing all the lesson plans. And like lots of people think, oh, teachers, they have the whole summer off. But like yeah. my mom would spend like two three weeks before wow. the beginning of the school year getting all this stuff done and it's just kind of taught me to embrace the suck yeah for something that i'm passionate about yeah oh, and i think awesome. it's it's helped with my my work ethic so hmm. i think your kids are going to learn the same yeah. things like pick up on those same traits that work ethic that just realizing like hey if we want something we we have to really push, push. forward yeah or if we want to be competitive this is this is how we win kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. So I think what you're doing is probably going to pay off big yeah. time. Having wow. them involved in all that stuff. That's good to hear. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I, you don't even have to cross your fingers. Yeah. Work awesome. Out. Awesome. <laughs> so thinking back to your skydiving experience, if you had to talk <laughs> someone into skydiving <laughs> with you, what would you say that would most likely convince them to do it too? Um, I would probably say, what have you got to lose (laughs) 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 besides your life? What have you got to lose? Um, oh geez. What would I, that's probably, you know, I, I, I took one of my employees skydiving and I, 
I asked a few of them, and I mean, surprisingly, they all wanted to go. They were all like, oh yeah, no, I'm in. I mean, so I didn't have to do a ton of convincing. Um, I tried to, I guess I, tr- I mentioned it to my oldest and told him that he has to go. And he, I just, I, I don't even know what I would say, but I can, I can be a bit salesy. Like you have to go. It's, it was an amazing experience. It's life changing. It was a little life changing. Um, that's all I have. Other than like, other than what have you got to lose? But understandably so, <laughs> it would be your life. But like, if I can speak to my experience of bungee jumping, like I'm a big chicken, the biggest chicken that ever bok bokked. Yeah. (laughs) I went to Costa Rica with one of my best friends and pretty much going into it, uh, amongst all my friends, none of them would ever be able to convince me to go bungee jumping, but we were just in this moment. It was kind of like one of my vision quest trips. A lot of my, my trips to tropical places became like personal development trips for me. Nice. Like we just learn new things about ourselves mm-hmm. and like improve on our qualities and like be in our uh get out of our comfort zone like for, for sure. sure like i just to order food alone that was a struggle for me yeah in coaster oh i i, bet. <laughs> I was yeah. like oh trying to God. say like the numbers for a combo and i <laughs> messed that up but i was hungry so we made it happen just yeah like point just frantically but somehow my friend, he talked me into doing the bungee jump and like, honestly, he was stunned that he did it. And then he was like bragging in the group chat to all the other bungees. Like I actually convinced him to do it. He, he signed up, he paid money to do the bungee jump. What did he say? I have to know. Well, he, was it to, just like a serious? Of, into, yeah. I think it was just like a buildup. Like I, this was at the time when I was working at my old job. And I was starting to feel like this sense of, you know, like, I think there's more to me than working in a warehouse with, with no windows doing like yeah. forklift operation. I think I'm a little yeah. more personable than this forklift thing. Sure. And so I, I knew that I had to make like a metaphorical jump and he was like, uh, well, let's just start with a phys- physical jump, yeah. you know, the oh, kind great. where you go 20,000 feet down and go. Go oh, right back up, you know. Wow, yeah. Little jump. Yeah, just a, just a small one. <laughs> no big deal. I don't know about this. <laughs> and there was all these things. I was talking myself out of it like crazy. And then, then I just learned to talk myself into it. Mm-hmm. And then I did it. And I survived. And of course, you'll never guess what I said when I jumped out. It was YOLO. You did. <laughs> I did the awesome. thing. Like, he's standing there taking the video. Like some other guy's like, did I just, did I, did <laughs> did I just say YOLO? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he did. (laughs) And going out of that experience, I realized, oh, I I talked myself into something that I didn't know what the outcome would be. Yeah. And I survived. Totally. And then a few months after that, I talked myself into uh, leaving my job. And actually, like, when I I left my full-time job with my mortgage and car payment and all this stuff, I didn't have a backup job. Yeah. It was just kind of unemployment just, Chris for a little yeah, bit, yeah. living off of uh, true ride spin income <laughs> and I just kind of made it happen like that's I started working for Central I uh, programmed a few clients real quick I got the internship at L2 and I just built up built up built up and survived amazing and I wouldn't have been asked if I would do it any other way and I was like no like that it, that felt yeah. rewarding oh, it's, totally. it's never this feeling of safety yeah but I always kind of feel like oh you know something might go wrong yeah but I, I feel fulfilled yeah totally. and so yeah like you, you talk somebody into taking this risk crossing your fingers that they don't yeah die. yeah for but sure but it's it's such a metaphorical thing that hey you're, you're taking a risk 
to sort of better yourself. Yeah. And then you get through that and you realize you can apply that to so many real life applications. Absolutely. Like it's, it's a personal development hack. Yeah. Just kind of gets in their head and like, oh, wait, wait I can apply just myself. Th- that's right. If you can do this, just think about how much yeah. you could accomplish. Or do I can, I can do or... something that other people are too scared to do. That's right. And come out the other end. Yeah. Kind of thing. So true. So that's why I think it's such a, a good comparison. Yeah. Because your business is such a, like an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I tell people about your business and they're like, what? Like a cafe with <laughs> vegan, just vegan, like no, no, no chicken. Like no, yeah. no chicken. I mean, they can bring their own <laughs> if they need to, <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah. So Isn't it's, it's a cool, cool <clears throat> testament. Yeah. Um, this time we'll reflect on your experience around chasing a dream that everyone says isn't feasible. What would you say to someone that will be most likely to light a fire under their ass? Like how would you Tony Robbins the heck out of somebody? Okay. Um, I'm going to think about, so when I think of that, I think of what I was told when I was humming and hawing and I was, I was, you know, KB and co was in the works for about four years prior to, um, you know, birth, I guess. And, and then two years where, so two of the four, I was working still full time, making good money. I just had to take that risk. I left my job at the worst time ever. Maybe that's a whole other, whole other podcast series, but it was, it was where there was, there was no monies coming in on my husband's side. He had just entered into the real estate game, commercial real estate, you know, to boot. So, um, hundred percent commission. And I just came home and was like, I quit to pursue my dreams. <laughs> and, um, and so it was another two years until it happened. But that two years was the most um, influential or the, the most, I guess, do I say this? Like the most I've grown ever in my entire life. So it was, it was a rough and rewarding two years. Um, but in that, in that four years and two years, um, two years leading up to it, my, my stepmom in Kelowna, she'd, I'd always tell her like, Oh, I'd I'd go from, you know, one day to like, Oh, maybe I can't do it. Or like, it's not going to work. And maybe people are right. And, and, and then the next day, like, no, I'm going to do it to being in the kitchen and, and testing out all of these recipes that are on the menu board and, and to just failing some of them and it all being shit and, and letting the kids try it and the kids hate it. And, um, then, so then I feel defeated and now I'm depressed and it's not going to happen and, and so on. So she said to me once, she said, if you don't do it, somebody else will. She's a little bit hippie and that's like, I, I love her to death. Um, and she said, I have this feeling or I have this theory that, and I, I also have this theory, but when she put it like that, it just, it really rang home for me. She said, I have this theory that what we think, as we know, um, we create what we think we put out to the universe. And we put it out there and, and we put it out there for other people to take it as well. And it, it kind of created this like, in, like this competition or like scarce. I was scared. Like, well, I don't want anybody to take my dream. Like, this is something that I know that I can, you know, I know that if I can just get past all of these hurdles of monies and figuring that part out when I'm, if I'm just like, see myself in the store, I know I can do it. I know, I, I know, I know I can make it work. Um, when she said it like that, it, it, you right away, like, well, hell no. Yeah. (laughs) 
nobody's going like, <laughs> to grab my dream from the universe and run with it. Yeah. So you, so that's what I would say because it, it, it was a switch for me. It was like, you know, n- you, nobody wants that. That's you awesome. Know? So. Like, you never think that something so simple could like ignite a person like that. Yeah. Cause even if, if somebody told me that, I'd be like, Whoa. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else is gonna do Chris things. I just do <laughs> right. That's, my That's right. Yeah. And you kind of you you get a little protective, right? Like, and now you're now I'm like hey, no more thinking about it. Yeah. No more thinking about it and talking about it until you're ready to do it so that nobody goes in there and exactly. steals it. You're gonna steal it's, it from the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's a little it was a little funny, but I, I believe in that kind of stuff, so I was all over it. I'm like, oh you're right. Shit, I'm gonna do it for sure. I swear. Oh, I've yeah, dropped, totally a, I've dropped a few s bombs. There, there's been <laughs> swears in previous episodes. So I've just committed them all to an explicit rating. <laughs> okay. So we good. Okay. Um. So you made it. You started from the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> started from the bottom. Uh, no, I'm here. You're not gonna play this song. <laughs> just maybe, segue maybe over I'll to the- submit it in there. <laughs> um. I I still feel. I feel really good. I feel supported. I feel, I feel supported and grateful and I can't say it enough. I think about it all the time. I don't take anything for granted. Not my team, not the customers, not what we do, not the growth. None of it is taken for granted. So I feel, I feel honored and blessed that Edmonton has embraced it and Mm -hmm. supported it. I have never seen such community love and support. So I feel really good about that, but I have to say, I, I don't know if I can say like, oh, I've made it. Like I, I'm going to give myself and we can all be really hard on ourselves. Right. But I, I will always want better and bigger things for KB and co for the people. Well, that's growth so, mindset. So right. It's not surprising. Right. So <laughs> I will, I'll say when we make something at the store, I'll say like, this is like a solid nine out of t- eight out of 10. Yeah. And everybody loves it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I could do better. It could be better. It could always be better. And it's, it's, it's hard sometimes because you're, you're in constant, like what, like what, you know, creative mode. Yeah. But I think that's part of why it's going to be successful. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up on it and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't think I, I, I've ever, you know, when people, when people say like, oh, it's amazing. I love this, you know, the food and the atmosphere and the environment. I'm like, uh, I know like it's great, but it could be better. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like yeah, I, f- I fear complacency. I fear just like, yeah, thanks. It's great. Yeah. And then just never wanting to improve or yeah. make it better all the time. So some people say like, been so successful. I'm like, thanks, but I'm not done. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Totally. Like it's, you see so many things that take off and it was, oh, you know, when they first started, they had all these great <laughs> qualities about them, but then they just kind of fell off the wagon and it stopped going. <laughs> so if you're the leader and that's your mindset, other people are going to see that they're going to adopt that. Like yeah. your employees are going to feel the exact same way. They're yeah. never, they're going to always see opportunities for growth and they're going to support each other. Totally. Yeah, totally. And we, we, I see that in the store when we make food and I mean, we're pretty, um, you know, it's our food is Instagrammable, right? And um, I just hate when people close the boxes. And they close the boxes of the salads. If you get a salad, we present it to you and we ask you, 
and for those who are listening and who have come, we bring it to you and we say, this is just there to go. And when you say it's to go, we have to close the box and then you open it and the sauce is a mess and it just oh, looks yeah. horrible. Just like, it's just not as pretty. I'm like, are you sure you want this to go? And they're yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, well, but you want to take it like with the with the flaps open? You want to take it like that to go? <laughs> just Maybe take the picture now <laughs> oh, yeah, and take the, the, the box. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're going to take me in that. Don't take me in like this, this yeah. big mess. But the fact that like that that kind of stuff means a lot to me to when you know my baker will make something and she'll say i think it's good and i'll say yeah i think it's good and then we both look at each other and we're like but we could do better <laughs> and she and she'll say yeah we could do better hey i'm like we could for sure do better and then that becomes like staff food the, that we've bombed that we think is like a seven out of ten and everybody else in the on the floor is like this is amazing this banana bread and we're like it's not good enough we want it to be the best it can be so yeah. you're right it has sort of trickled down right and amongst everybody so that's good. pretty cool it's good yeah so what are you gonna do when netflix gives you downtown staff their own tv series called Hey, it's me, KV, and ironically leaves you off the cast until the last season. Kind of well, like how I met your mother. I mean, <laughs> is that going to happen? I bet it could. It might. I, might, I might remind them that I am the comedian of the <laughs> show. So I would love that. I would fully support that. I'll find a way to get in there. <laughs> good, good. So all jokes aside, would you say the fun personalities of your team have helped the business? Is yes. it something that you look for in the hiring process? Yes, it absolutely has. Um, however, they are all uniquely different. And I've actually never worked with such a diverse, different team than each other. And it's, I think it's beautiful that people can be so different, but yet be so close, mm -hmm. have different personalities. And I mean, we're mo a lot of girls, mostly women at 104. So we... It can, arguments can get heated. We have our, our opinions and views on things, but we can argue in a healthy manner and like then hug it out Yeah. after it's, it's a really beautiful thing, but they all, all of them, you know, have a really good sense of humor and need to have a sense of humor. And I'm very open about that. If I interview, I'm again, I'm, I have not a very structured interview process. I'm just like, <laughs> do you, do you, you know, do you get offended easily? <laughs> That's what I need to know right away. That's the first question. And I mean, do you, you know, do you, have you seen Marie? Have you met Marie? You know, um, no, you, you try, you try to get a feel for their personality, but to everybody interviews differently too. So when you, sometimes you don't always get what you thought you were going to get and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's not the right fit, but you have, you have to, you, yeah, you have to have a good sense of humor. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's, it's good to have people with different qualities because some people's qualities, like you, you can have your impression of a person. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will meet me for the first time and just think I'm a very quiet to myself person. Mm -hmm. and then, That's what I like, thought. Well, of course, <laughs> like, I am a very quiet to myself person. Then you see like the other side of me and I'm pretty outgoing, fairly like ambitious, creative, but nobody ever generally sees that in the first impression. Yeah, for sure. And so to put all these people together, you're bringing out some qualities that you wouldn't see otherwise. Like if you have someone that likes like improv shows yeah, and then you, you have someone else that likes sports, but they also like improv shows and right. people connect. Whereas otherwise that person would just be like the jock of the team. Totally. 
So totally. that diversity is, is great. Totally, I agree. How would you say the cultures of the downtown versus Windermere compare? Are they kind of same, same or different? I think they are, well, we're very competitive. <laughs> 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 Jeff, well, the, we get in these texting wars where he'll send me like banana muffins. He's like, look what my baker made today. So, <laughs> so we roll out turtles. I'm like, look what my baker made today. That's so awesome. we have we have co- competitions over baking. But I, their staff, um, his staff is amazing. The team yeah. there is amazing. Jeff worked with me in at the 104th Street location for about nine months. Yeah. So he 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 really probably had no choice but to adapt to that sort of culture and and get it, learn it, living. I'm like, this is the same. And he. I think he he knew um, it was beneficial, mm-hmm. you know, to, to manage a certain way or to be a certain way or to embrace people a certain way. I I feel like maybe he um, you know, knew that that would be a good thing moving forward. So I think he adapted a lot of those the same things and that helped him with his team moving forward. I think they they have a great time over there. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah they're very similar. We keep meaning to do these like team team bonding things between two locations and you should yeah one thing that popped into my head just like seeing all the stuff on the instagram and just the different personalities like uh, i think everybody is like a good like fun actor kind of thing in a good way you should have like an improv competition but mix up the two stories i like that so they have to to work together and then they can kind of play off each other's personalities and really get to know each other totally all right. So I just made up. I like that. I like that. Thing. Yeah. Come facilitate it. I would love that. Yes. yes. I actually, I'd be willing to. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. Seriously, yeah. But yeah, like I think team building is important. Like even because I've teamed up with uh, Kelly and Emily and uh, we try and like keep a group chat going. We, yeah. We share funny jokes. We say hi to each other around the gym because obviously we have like varying sessions. Like sometimes we'll see each other in the day, sometimes we won't. But always yeah. just like a silly, goofy wave. Totally. Yeah. Because it kind of it helps with your your mental state. Like if you so have true. like this in person connection, and if totally. you're able to be like vulnerable with the other people, like hey, like I I don't really have that much client sessions yeah. right now. That you can sort of support each other through like how how can we uh showcase your best qualities in the best way yeah i think so true and so i always like doesn't matter what team i'm on i'm like we need more team building activities yeah yeah people are going to be leaning on each other at some point like one your baker might have something horrible happen yeah and they they're going to lean on the people that they see the most yeah and so the closer the bond is, the better. Yeah. So whenever no. you're ready for like theater for sports, impro- okay, I'm I'll gonna be there. I'm gonna hit you up for that. I'm gonna <laughs> just wait. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a pro, but I, I can sure organize something. <laughs> Give us a little bit of direction. Yeah, totally. For I sure. love it though, and I think the staff would be all over that. Yeah. They love that. Yeah. So we're drawing this to a close, and I have to ask you the question that I ask all of my guests: If you had one piece of advice to give to someone on how to live their most authentic life to the fullest extent, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, well, maybe it, I feel like it sounds cliche, but just follow your knower, your gut, your heart. I, 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 I don't, I do business with my gut and heart and it works for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it works for everybody. Maybe people need to do more business with their gut and their heart, but I, um, sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to think about the business, like the logic side of things. But I think just um, 
be genuine, be, be yourself more than anything. So I don't, I won't be one person and not to the next. Like, I mean, you'll get the same me with everybody from a very new employee to the experienced employee, to the manager, to customers, to, you know, I, I manage the Instagram and people know it's still me. I had somebody else do it for a while and they're like, are you not managing it? I think you just, cause they know I'm just a I'm yeah. very, you know, they know how I'm going to word this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a bit riskier than maybe, <laughs> maybe the girl that's working for me. But I, so, so be yourself, be, be authentic, but just, but trust your gut yeah. and your heart and that little, like, I don't know if I should just, just go with it. Yeah. I'm not always right when that happens, but lots of people but, aren't always you know, right, but I, I go with it and then I learn from it yeah. and I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I want, I'm not here to just smooth sail through life. I fully respect and understand that the challenges thing I, I get and I I want to attract to a certain to a certain degree those kinds of things in my life so that I can grow mm-hmm. and learn from it so that's important I think that's a sentiment that a lot of people could adopt and a lot of people are going to agree with mm-hmm. so thanks mm-hmm. for being on the podcast thank you for having me catch you next time <laughs> see you